Queer Money Bingo is coming live to Denver, Colorado on Thursday, June 13th at the Downtown Capital One Cafe. To sign up for your door prizes, pride sunglasses, free coffee, more swag, fun, and games, go to queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour. The mission of Queer Money is to financially empower the LGBTQ plus community. Join us in thanking Capital One for supporting that mission. David? Yes? How much is enough? What do you mean? Like, are LGBTQ people investing enough? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on Queer Money episode 369. So let's dive in. Are you investing enough? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's interesting. We asked that question, not if you're investing enough, but if you're investing outside of a retirement account on the Motley Fool Deaf Free Guys LGBTQ plus money study. And the data came back and we were intrigued. And that's partly because a plurality, which is less than 50%, but the majority of people and 44% of LGBT folks said that they do invest outside of their retirement accounts, which is is good. It's a good number. Really good number. And um, 56% of LGBT, of trans respondents said that they do. So actually, we were quite excited by this because in our opinion, um, I mean, you can almost never really invest enough, right? You don't know exactly uh, what inflation is going to do to the cost of healthcare, the cost of living, all of that 20, 50 years out into the future. And so are you? do you ever have enough for retirement? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit um, naive of me, but I always have this fear that we just will outlive our money. And um, so that's why I just always think the more we invest, the better. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not just about um, retirement. It's also about generational wealth, which is something that a lot of communities are talking about right now. People of color are talking about building generational wealth within their families. Uh, the Latino, Latina community uh, in personal finance are really talking about this a lot as well. So I think it's maybe something that our community needs to be a little bit more aware of. Just because we don't have children doesn't mean we shouldn't have generational wealth that we can pass on to others in the community or to the organizations that continue to fight for our rights. Yeah. Now, some reasons why we might not be investing or investing enough. Um, you know, we've talked about this uh, several times throughout this particular series, as well as on the Queer Mini podcast in general. It's just that the history of discrimination uh, of financial services uh, with the LGBTQ community, um, the the extremely small representation of LGBTQ people in financial services, marketing, collateral, and advertising. Um, and then we just did the uh, podcast episode number 360 with the National Endowment for Financial Education, and their research found that um, a lot of LGBTQ respondents, I think 47%, said that they didn't have access to financial education. Um, so hopefully that's a problem that this podcast and uh, newer platforms are solving. Right. And so for folks, those of you who maybe aren't investing outside of your retirement accounts, we want to encourage you to take that step. Um, it can be a little daunting feeling like you're going to do something like this, but it actually is something that's really easy. Here are five places that we would suggest that you start uh, or look at to start investing. Tired of all the credit card offers you get from your current credit scoring app? Download CreditWise by Capital One today to avoid them. Here are five places that we would suggest that you start or look at to start investing. Robinhood, SoFi Active Investing, E-Trade, Vanguard, or Acorns. Now, there's a variety here, and some of them do things as easy, 
easy as just scrape uh, off a little bit of money when you're with your regular transactions, they round up or they have you invest $5 a week or something like that. And some of the other ones are tradition, a little bit more traditional where they actually have you invest something like $50 a month or $100 a month or require you to invest $1,000 to get started. But all of these are really easy places to start. Yeah. Some of them, they try to take advantage of of the uh, found money. Like you said, it's just skimming off the top of your transactions when you're uh, at a uh, the grocery store or at a retail shop and they just round up to the nearest dollar. And so it's almost like I didn't know I was investing. And the idea is that hopefully five, 10, 30 years down the road, all of a sudden you have this nest egg that you didn't necessarily feel the pain of having to invest into. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did that with Acorns for us for a little while. And I think I was averaging, the roundup was averaging about $35 a month. Nice. And we have quite a few transactions a month. So it, yeah. was, it was actually pretty good to see that and watch it grow. And if you're concerned about having to go into a branch and speak to somebody who might not be accepting of you, don't worry about it. All of these platforms have apps that you can open um, via your phone, or you can even go on, online the, the old school way, go onto a computer and create it, open up an account. Um, and all five permit trading US stocks, uh, particularly exchange traded ETFs for free or for very little transaction costs. Right. Um, one of the things that we talked about here uh, earlier uh, was this idea that many queer folks don't necessarily feel like they have the kind of education. Well, that's the nice thing about investing with ETFs. Many people in the financial independence retire early community, um, they advocate for investing in low cost ETFs, partly because it's low cost, but also because ETFs are pretty easy to understand. And most of these platforms that we just mentioned have some basic education around how investing, what uh, various options there are for you to invest. Actually, Acorns just basically gives you, I think, three or four options as to what you can do with your money. And then they put that into portfolios for you. But the other ones like Robinhood or SoFi or E-Trade, Vanguard, those have the ETF options. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people get a little bit deer in the headlights look when they think about investing, like how do I pick the right stock? Or one of the most common questions we would get back when we were on our customer service days of uh, phone calls from people was what is the hot stock of the tip or yeah. hot stock of the day? Yeah. You know, I want to make a lot of money out of this. Um, you know, and had you picked Tesla, maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, that would have been a great investment. But if you picked it, Two weeks ago, <laughs> like <laughs> two months ago, you'd be up, you'd be upset right now, right? Um, so trying to pick the hot stock is almost impossible, and we highly encourage you to not try to do that. Doesn't mean you can't invest in stocks, but if that's something that's quite daunting to you, that's where exchange traded funds or ETFs are um, a little bit more palatable because they are um, baskets of individual stocks, um, and the low cost, the lowest cost ETFs are those that track various indexes. So, um, such as the S and P five hundred that most people are familiar with, or that you might hear um, talked about in news in the evening, or the Dow, uh, the Nasdaq. Uh, there are exchange traded funds ETFs um, that somewhat mirror those indices that track the performance, uh, same as the. Um, well, exactly what the stock market does. That's what these particular funds do. And that's why they're uh, they're low cost because they don't require a lot of active management um, and they're easy to, to keep track of. Yeah. So um, don't let this prevent you, this either lack of education or feeling unsure about it. Don't let it prevent you. So we suggest you open up one of these accounts, uh, open up a brokerage account with one of these five firms, 
By the way, we're not getting being sponsored by any of these firms. This is just education for you. But if you want more information about ETFs, listen to episode 294, where John and I talked about what an ETF is, and then stay tuned for the next episode, episode 370, when we're going to be talking about the difference between actively managed and passively managed ETFs. Thank you very much. Now stay tuned for your crew money takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening to another episode. Here's your crew money takeaway from this one. Start investing in the stock market if you aren't already. If you are investing, try adding a little bit more. Stock investing is one of the three primary pillars of financial security and abundance. Then join us next Tuesday for a timely discussion on the pros, cons, similarities, and differences of exchange-traded funds and actively managed funds. And then next Thursday, when we talk about healthcare coverage in the LGBTQ community. Thank you and have a great weekend. Start your journey to financial independence with a checking and savings account that doesn't nickel and dime you with fees. Get a Capital One 360 checking or a 360 performance savings account at Capital One today. If you or someone you know is in or near Denver on Thursday, June 13th, go to QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour to reserve a spot to win amazing swag, including our very popular bride sunglasses, free coffee, and of course, an hour of Queer Money Bingo hosted by yours truly. That's QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour.